Just a week ago, Nikki Haley, the U.S.'s ambassador to the United Nations, made an announcement on behalf of the White House. So this is on behalf of the president and his staff that sanctions would be brought against Russia for their involvement in covering up the chemical weapons attack in Syria. As far as she knew, this was exactly what was going to happen. But what really happened was that behind the scenes, she was not involved in key discussions with the other male members of Donald Trump's staff. And so he got a bit upset with the announcement, even though it was in line with what they had discussed before. So after she did that, Trump's newly appointed economic advisor, Larry Kudlow, made the announcement that, oh, there was just some confusion there. Haley's a great ambassador, but, well, you know, things happen, essentially. And she responded to an interview on Fox News by simply saying, with all due respect, I don't get confused. Ooh, snap. A very powerful reply. In fact, that same day, she got a public apology from Larry Kudlow saying that it was in no way her fault. So instantly, Nikki Haley was reinforced in public opinion as being a very powerful and very respected public figure who happens to be a woman. But it was the way that she communicated that made all the difference here. And this falls right in line with a question that I got from my own sister, Kate, my youngest sister, she's a mother of three, a professional and a, and a powerful communicator in her own right. And she asks, how can powerful women command respect with the way they communicate? Now, in particular, she was curious about body language, but it even goes beyond that. And so I would might say, you know, how can women add power to the way they communicate in general? We're going to be talking about that today in Happy Humans. My name's Ryan. I'm your host. And if you're a man listening, stay tuned because everything that we'll be covering will help you gain more power in communication as well. This doesn't split across gender lines. Now, that being said, we can learn a lot just by observing other people, other communicators that garner a lot of respect from the people that they communicate with, both male and female. We can learn from watching both. However, we'll learn more from looking at the way powerful women communicate successfully, only because they've had to overcome many more obstacles than very good male communicators, because the deck is stacked against them, right? We've got a, a culture that makes things a little bit easier for men, that automatically assigns them a little bit more respect in certain situations. And so a woman often has to, to work a lot harder and to be a lot more cognizant about the way she communicates to make the same kind of headway. Now, in my professional career, I've had the opportunity to work with many very successful women who are fantastically powerful communicators, one of whom is Melanie Gray. Now, at one point in her career, she found herself as the only female partner at the Houston office of a very prestigious law firm, and they were having an annual meeting. And at this meeting, she was called out by one of the male partners who happened to be sitting next to her. And he said, what is she doing here? Simply because she was a woman. 
Now, through her efforts and her consistency with powerful communication skills, it wasn't long after that that she was able to take on the biggest case in the firm's history and one of the most important cases in modern U.S. history. And that particular attorney that called her out at the partner meeting, well, he ended up being one of the hundreds of attorneys that worked under her charge in that case. She's amazing. Melanie is uh, the kind of person that when you meet her, you, you sense her warmth, her genuine sincerity, her authenticity, and you in no way get the feeling that she is tyrannical, mean, or cruel, which are some tools that others choose to use to get respect. However, that doesn't work. But there are strategies that will work, and here are some of them. The first, and maybe the most important tip, has to do with putting yourself in the right state. It doesn't matter if you're a male or a female. If you go into a situation already feeling that you are respected, already feeling that your contribution is worthwhile, and already with an expectation that you will be given that respect, your body language, the way that you communicate in your tone and other nonverbals, will demonstrate that you're the kind of person that deserves respect. A woman in this confident state will show great body language, standing upright, keeping her body open, reducing the amount of shoulder shrugging and making good eye contact. But I think the biggest value in getting in this state is the way you react to interruptions, uh, biased comments, even offensive comments when you're focused on doing your job, when you're focused on other things and, and somebody makes one of these comments. So put yourself in this situation. There you are getting work done. You're having a meeting with others. Uh, you're in the game. You're focused and everything's going well. And then somebody, not with malintent, just because of the cultural programming, how they were raised or, or any number of reasons, says or does something disrespectful, perhaps even thinking it's just a humorous comment. How would a woman in this confident state react? It becomes an irritation then, doesn't it? It becomes a distraction. It's a minor thing, but it's something to be taken care of. Typically, a person in that state will pause, glance at the offender, an eyebrow raised, or, or, or a look of confusion, or minor irritation. The pause will last for a moment, and then get right back on track. And that little pause creates tension. And it draws attention to what happened right before it, which was the comment. The person who makes the comment will note it immediately and will feel it and will need a little bit of time to absorb that. Somebody who has the right motivation and the right intention will learn from that and move on. Now, if something's a little bit more serious, you might add a little comment to that pause. Look, a little bit of irritation on the face, and then she might say, really? And then get right back in the game again. That's right. That is enough that tension creates enough power around the points you're making to get the job done. Now, the second part, getting right back on track, uh, communicates power as well. It says you're not going to be sidetracked by someone else's inappropriate behavior. In most cases, it's best to drop it after that. The person who made the error will typically learn after a while what is appropriate and what's not. Now, there may be times when you need to get hard, like Nikki Haley, and call somebody out officially. But for the most part, 
this technique will help with 90% of the cases that you'll encounter every day. Now, what I find interesting is some of the cultural biases that take power away from women in communication are not just used by men. Uh, you'll also see it in women as well. For example, in meetings, it's very common for men to be very upfront about projects, accomplishments, uh, things that they've done versus things that they've done in partnership with other people. For example, uh, in a meeting, a man will often use personal pronouns like I to talk about things that he accomplished. I completed this project yesterday and our team will complete the other project tomorrow, making a very clear distinction between what was his work and what uh, is the work done by the group. Women have a tendency to use the plural pronoun we. So even in a meeting, a woman might say, so yeah, yesterday we finished the first project, tomorrow we're going to finish the second project. And that is because in general, not for everyone, but women tend to be a little bit more cooperative in the way that they approach uh, work situations. And that comes out in the vocabulary. Now, because men are more likely to use the personal pronoun I, they're more likely to get credit for the work that they do. And that comes across a lot. And when a woman starts to do that, starts to use the personal pronoun I, when it's appropriate, when it's necessary, right, she can gain that same respect. But research has shown that when a woman does start to do this, other women might start to perceive her as being braggadocious. She's bragging. They might start to think, well, she's got a big head, hasn't she? So there's two things to get from this. Be honest, be fair about the work and accomplishments that you do in meetings with others and know that you might face even some bias from other women. And keep it in mind for yourself too. So when you see other women using those personal pronouns to, to talk about their own accomplishments, understand that this is something that men do all the time and there really shouldn't be any difference between men and women in this instance. And this really leads nicely into our final point, and that is because this is a situation that's culture bound, it's bound, it's a part of society, the solution has to include more than just what you do to communicate more powerfully yourself, but also in the way that you support other women as they work to earn more respect from both the men and women that they work with. And this falls right in line with the Me Too movement, which has to do with making the workplace a safer environment for women moving forward. It's not a cry for recognition of victimization or victims. It's a show of solidarity and support for women. So the next time you leave a meeting that's being conducted by a woman that, that went smoothly, the next time you see a woman uh, address an issue or, or powerfully communicate from the stage, give her a nod of support. Let her know that you appreciate what she's doing, not just for her, but for the community of women in general. Now, not being a woman myself, I can give a nod, and I do, but it just doesn't have the same impact that it could have from you. And this is a behavior that I see modeled in very powerful, very successful women in every industry. 
for an example of a community where uh, people support each other as they try and, and get ahead in the world, I would say take a look at the black community in the United States. You know, it was a few years ago, I had a good friend of mine who was going through a divorce. Now, in the divorce, he didn't get the nice car. He got the old car, the bomb. And in that car, he had a child seat so that he could spend time with his daughter on the weekends. He had just gotten a new job at a very important company. He had to dress in a tie and a suit every day. And so he'd drive this bomb of a car to work and back. And he needed a place to stay. So he was staying with me for a little bit. And one day he came back from work, plopped himself down on the couch and just kind of stared blankly off into the distance. But I couldn't tell what was going on with him. I was like, mate, what's, uh, what's going on? What happened? He said, well, I just went to the gas station and something, something happened and I, I just can't get it out of my mind. I said, well, what, what happened? He said, well, I drove to the gas station to get gas and I started to pump gas and there was a, an older black gentleman driving a Mercedes a couple of pumps over and he walked over to me and said, you're doing a good job, son. Let me get your gas today. You keep up the good work. You're doing great. You take care of that kid of yours. And he paid for my gas. And my friend continued, and I'd been having a terrible day up to that point. And he had. That day, he had faced uh, several situations that included some racial bias at work. So he wasn't in a good state, but just that, that little piece of encouragement someone from somebody who knew his struggle made all the difference. So when you give that same kind of support to other women and they give it to you, that can have a very powerful impact on you and them. So thank you, Kate, for sending in your question. And I promise that next week we'll spend the entire podcast talking about how you can specifically use body language to show you're confident, competent, and trustworthy. I'm Ryan Foley. I'll see you next week on Happy Humans.